0: Blog Talk Radio. There's a remarkable uh, website, kind of interesting website. I I take uh, question parts of it, but, uh, you know, in this field, in metaphysics, there's a lot to be. uh, There's a lot of study, you know. There's a lot of people that have different ideas, and I have my ideas, and Maria has hers, and others have theirs. But we we all seem to... um, this this particular website, which I'm going to refer you to, which is FoundationForGlobalHumanity.org out of Berkeley, California. But they have a, they have a unique uh, perspective on things, and I, I thought I might read this, or at least part of this tonight, uh, if I can get through it. But um, it's very, very... Uh, um, well, it's interesting. It's interesting. And let, let's just discuss the dimensions, transdimensional levels. Now, they particularly this particular I I was of the of the belief and of the experience that there are actually seven levels actual levels, but as it turns out there are octaves and I remember my friend George Dixon those of you who remember George uh, and you can go back to some of his programs where he discusses this but uh, when we talked about the um, Melchizedek um, um, pathway way uh, to know through the dimensions and Mel uh, was uh, stated that there was 144 uh, basic dimensions between our octaves and harmonics and you know blah 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 blah, blah. but you know it is interesting uh, to, to to contest but in reality there's really according to this group uh, there's only 12 dimensions and um, but in my own experience, I've only experienced seven and but i can I guess I can understand that if I wrap it into this let me let me try to um, go forward in this just just to give you another perspective so not everybody um achieves the same levels of um, spiritual uh, existence you know experiences, and everyone has a different background, everyone has a different um, can I say a different uh, uh, series of reincarnations? I mean, we, we've been, I mean, you know, some people have reincarnated uh, and others have uh, incarnated more. So, uh, uh, this is something that we do. And, uh, <clears throat> let me put you let me go to this a little music here will i call. She had a family emergency there today and, and uh, was unable to uh, focus. But she said uh, she'd like to mention that she will be on next week and she had uh, quite a few uh, interesting aspects to talk about. And uh, she did some research. She um, was talking about Edgar uh, Casey and some of his work and um, we, we will uh, we'll go into that next week. So uh, Maria will be on with us next week. But tonight uh, again, I wanted to focus on the foundation for, um, uh, for, uh, globalhumanity.org, their definition of things. And I, I think this, I think this might make some, it might clear some issues, especially on the transdimensional, uh, levels, okay? The universe is fundamentally, now. I'm reading this, and I'll be reading most of this stuff tonight, so, and, you know, talking, uh, trying to explain some of this if I can. Um, but this universe is fundamentally made up of dimensions as well as other master archetypes. There are 12 dimensions, this one states, or, you know, this states, or tw- trans-dimensional levels, each of which is subdivided into seven other levels. This is what we mean when we say that you are multidimensional. You are the universe and the universe is primarily made up of 12 coexisting and yet fundamentally separate dimensions. When people talk about other existences on other planets or galaxies or realities, this is their point of reference. Many people like to talk about their home planet, star system or special place. Many clients call me wanting to know their home planet or star system or special place. All right. So or they desire to know where they came from. This is always an interesting question to answer diplomatically and without sounding dismissive, but the real answer to the question is that the whole of the universe is your home. It cannot be otherwise. There is no one place that is more home than not in the purest answer. But what clients are generally referring to is that they have a sense that there is a place or places that feel more uh, familiar more comfortable, and more special. This is usually because that soul has spent more time hanging out in that dimension, and so its vibration resonates with a more easy familiarity. As time goes on and as a soul evolves, the soul has an actual experience of having emanated and been part uh, of all of the dimensions, which I I happen to agree with this person on that because um, I find myself, as I as I've done interdimensional meditation and travel, you know, as we call it uh, there are places that uh are much more comfortable for me to explain or identify uh, or or just dwell in all right in my mind uh, well let me go on as you deepen into the potency of each dimension, you shift by octaves. And each dimension has numerous octave shifts, you know, like musical, you know, musical dimensions. I often say when, I ment- when I'm mentoring healers or spiritual practitioners, now go deeper by an octave. That means that the person needs to shift his or her consciousness and energy field one octave deeper into the potency of that particular dimensional vibration. Now, this is fascinating. Uh, this again. I'm reading from the Foundation of um, um, uh, Global Humanity, okay? From, I'm sorry, Foundation for Global Humanity.org. Uh, it says, what is a dimension really? Well, it is the whole realm of reality. It is identified by its vibration of consciousness, and each dimension has a unique and characteristic vibration. You might say that each dimension is like a country that has its own government, laws, culture, landscape resources. That's interesting. Problem areas and ways of viewing reality. While each country is unique, most countries are bordered by other countries, and there are border patrols. This is somewhat true of dimensions as well. And each dimension has its own characteristic terrain, places to explore, lessons to learn unique amount amount of or lack of unity and is separated from the other dimensions by another master archetype called space. And you see the the universal one of the universal laws or cosmic laws is as above so below. So many of, of these dimensions are similar in in some respects or hierarchies to to the third dimension. Third dimension being the most um, what we're living in now, but the fourth dimension, fifth dimension, sixth dimension, seventh, and even upwards to twelve. And if you listen to this person's explanation of the twelfth dimension, it's really amazing, but um, probably more understandable in and in, within the seven-dimensional um, concepts that I'm um, that I want to talk about tonight. Uh But anyway, uh, if you deepen into the potency, uh, yeah, okay. Uh, what is dimension really? Well, it's a whole realm of reality. It is identified by its vibration of consciousness. And each dimension has a unique characteristic vibration. You may say that each dimension is like a country. And I just, I just went through that, but it's, it's very fascinating. I want to mention some final comment about the dimensions and elaborate on some things I just briefly mentioned in the video clip where they had, but on first to the eighth dimension. There is a tremendous amount of separation between the dimensions. From my layer cake example, you could say that the universe um, creators uh, spread the... Uh, starting way in the deepest octaves of the eighth dimension, there begins to be some more interconnection between eighth and ninth. And if you're totally immersed in the consciousness of the ninth dimension... You would feel some slide between the eighth, ninth, and tenth, beginning, or um, more formally, with in the consciousness of the tenth dimension. See, I don't know if you remember, but we talked about this when when we brought uh, Bill and um, Bill Marshall and uh, George Dixon, and asked them uh, in our last program, and our, I believe it was our last or the one before, uh, about the. What it was like crossing over. These were spirits. These were friends of ours who passed over, and they said it was like overlapping. They said it was it was like swimming through uh, air when they crossed over. However, dimensions they say overlap one another, and this is interesting because this is what this this, this uh, group is saying here. It says, uh, beginning more formally with the consciousness of the 10th dimension, there's finally an ability to cross-connect with all of the above dimensions simultaneously. This is a true beginning of non-duality. You are able to see what all of your multidimensional selves are doing all at the same time. Still, even at this level, there um, is a dark side or shadow side, so separation still exists despite the amazing amount of unity consciousness by the 11th dimension we can relax into a more complex unity consciousness it's kind of interesting so let me then he goes on to talk about dimensional grids okay the universe is constructed with 12 dimensions the dimensions linked to dimensions uh definition above okay but are uh separate by space the entire structure of the dimensions and intervening space are held together by what I call the dimensional grids the glue that holds the grids together and gives them coherence are spiritual law linked to spirit. Uh, yeah, spiritual law uh, a tenth dimensional concept and the organizing principle of the eleventh dimension spiritual law mediates the structure of scaffolding that holds the dimensions together and the organizing principle permeates the dimensions and grids and gives them their life and movement and the rhythmic interconnections behind the scenes. The dimensional grids propagate, uh, propagate rather, uh, within them light and high frequency inaudible sound. The dimensional grids are essential and basic energy structures that hold the dimensions of this universe in some sort of form. They also mediate the universal energy that fuels this universe as well as your physical body they intersect with all of your subtle bodies such as the physical, emotional, mental, soul, and spiritual bodies, and intersect with the magnetic grids at ninety degree angles now this is this is a phenomenal thing when you start to look at this from a perspective of um, i mean we have been um, talking about this more in a on, on, a, on a realistic basis that we have experienced, and Maria and myself. But but when you, you work through this particular uh, group, they define it in ninety degree angles and blah 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 blah. I I don't know. I mean, if this physics is all real or what? But um, all I all I know as a generalist and as a mystic uh, in that uh, sense that I have traveled to different dimensions. Um, To the 12th, well, I I reserve judgment on that. I haven't traveled that far. All right, but if you understand their description of the 12th dimension, I don't really care to go that far. All right, but it says here, within the universe there are various spiritual landscapes. He says, I have described the 12 dimensions, and the dimensions make up at least one-third of the spiritual landscape that most humans inhabit. However, another One third of our inner universal landscape concerns what I term world or realms. The final third of the universal inner spiritual landscape is the region within atoms, and this is just a new and complex uh, concept that I will not address it in this basic orientation. And I'm thankful that he does not, because um, you know it's 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 disconcerting if you you know when you get into the science of it. Few people are are uh, adequately uh, uh, able to uh, understand the physics of these things. However, um, are the equations, are the you know scientific aspects of it. However, we're dealing with metaphysical aspects, and th- these things are not very easily explained. All right. And um, he says, as I have mentioned before, the universe is structured according to 12 dimensions, each separate. Uh, as is separated by space. And within this framework, the structure of worlds becomes more comprehensible. A world is a uniquely a uniquely blended subset of the dimensions. It includes some unique combination subsets of the first through ninth dim- dimensions. For example, some worlds cross combine aspects of the fourth, sixth, and seventh dimensions. In this blend of dimensions, there is no separation between the dimensions as there would normally be Nor is there any inclusion of other dimensions. Worlds offer the healer endless combinations of the energies and dimensions from which to work, and worlds are a unique patchwork quilt, and some worlds have mathematics and energetics that uh, emanate from other universes. Many indigenous tribal folk inhabit worlds, like the Native American Indians, many African tribes, and the Aboriginal tribes of Australia. The kingdoms of inner earth exist in worlds which include the domains of fairies, leprechauns, and the like. Just check out Lord of the Rings and a visit to the fairy kingdoms to give you a picture of what I mean. And we might say that the mathematical relationship between dimensions and worlds goes something like this. Worlds are like the mirror image of dimensions turned inside out. The only way to get that concept is to slip into an altered state. And, I, you know... Uh, I have to agree with that. <laughs> I really do. Okay. So what we're gonna do here and uh okay. Um He wants to talk about, he he begins to talk 12 chakras and 12-dimension connection. He says, first of all, what are chakras simply? Chakras are the main energy transduction centers of the body. And what this means is the energy from the totality of the universe needs some sort of system, like a highway, to conduct the energy from all of its locations to the body. The chakras represent a vital part of that system. By transduction, we mean that the body needs to convert the supercharged high vibration of the universe down to the lower voltage range that the physical body can handle without its blowing a fuse. Just think about it. When you take your hair dryer or other U.S. voltage electrical um, appliance to a foreign country, you need the converter to make it work properly. Well, the chakras also function as part of a universal pipeline that transports fuel from the universe down to the body. Pipeline is an apt word since it takes a tremendous amount of energy to fuel to keep the illusion of this reality intact. In addition, just to keep you alive energetically, you need constant uninterrupted fueling, and these pipelines are essentially the way that the energy of the universe is piped into you to keep you animated and yet real in your illusionary nature. And again, that's through the chakras, and we'll talk about that more. Um, But the chakra system is much, much more from the perspective of the universe. It is through the chakra system that you truly achieve your honorary and permanent standing as a universal citizen. Hopefully, I can convey the wondrous engineering that is inside of you that allows this to be the case. And I, I have to I have to interrupt here, in one way that, and and explain that uh, I I honestly believe in the healing powers of the chakras and uh, this 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 remarkable Kundalini energy that can go through your body, and and do amazing things. And I'm still perfecting. I'm still working on it. But the 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 amazing. It's such an amazing power that it can heal you. In more ways than you can ever imagine, and you know, I, I'm I'm living proof of that. Most systems state that there are seven main chakras. I teach that there are twelve chakra centers. Now, again, I'm again, I'm this this is coming from the foundation um, of uh, global humanity. Okay, foundation for global humanity. dot org. Um, most systems state that there are seven main chakras. The, he teaches that there are twelve chakra centers. The eighth chakra are, has various locations depending on the person. In my experience, in some persons it is located in various aspects of the brain, in others it can be uh, located in the upper back, in others still it can be located throughout various uh, structures in the body. By and large, however, most people have multiple eighth chakra connections. And they can be discovered in the molecular structure of the entire body. So this 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 is this goes against the standard concept of the seven chakras. All right. However, he goes on to explain this, and I I, I think it's worth listening to because it's such a complex issue, you know. And again, it's metaphysics. It's not, you know, physics. Uh, the eighth chakra has various locations depending on the person. In my experience, in some persons is located. Well, I just I just went through that. The ninth chakra connections are located between and among the mitochondria connections throughout the body. All right. this gets a little bit more technical. They are also involved in other cell functions such as cell signaling and cell differentiation. Um, the tenth dimensional correlate uh, in the body would be via the electrical system circulating through the spinal column, the 11th dimensional um, correlate would be what the physics, physicists refer to as the strings, the unifying thread of the dimensions. And the space within the atomic structure where we house black holes represents the 12th dimensional correlate. So you see what I'm saying? It gets a little uh, far more physical here when we t- start discussing the um, the, the, the different dimensions, the 12 dimensions, but, you know, overall, most believe that there are seven, which is like seven chakras as well, seven basic energies, but uh, we will continue. The chakra dimension connection, the indigenous, the ingeniousness, rather, of the design of the chakra dimension connection conveys the wonder and awe that I feel for the human energy field. This is one of the main concepts that help to explain how we, as mere mortals, are universal citizens. Imagine this, if you will, for a moment. You have the magnificent splendor of all of the 12 dimensions of the universe, and there is more to the, to the universe than this, and more on this later. And yet, how do you fit all of the splendor into your tiny frame of a human body? Well, this is a very even harder challenge than what the engineering team on the ground for Apollo 13 crew had to do, Um, but it, it is an impossible task. But the ingenious solution has to invent chakras and some of the other structures that I will describe later. Each chakra is a toll booth. Once passed through, you have access to the highway or bridge that intersects you with the entirety of that whole dimension. If you could pass your consciousness through the chakra, you would enter the wonderland of the corresponding dimension. For example, the third chakra connects to the third dimension, the fourth chakra to the fourth, and so on and so on. And each chakra then is simultaneously both a condensed spark spark of the corresponding dimension and yet also a portal or gateway to the whole dimension. The marvel of the chakras is that they allow you to never be lost to the universe. You can never be lost to who you really are. And a wondrous embodiment of the entire expanding, enthralled universe. Now that you know that that kind of interested me when I read it, and now we're going to go talk to you about the transdimensional levels, and uh, and they go into detail as to what these levels are, and hopefully we can get through most, most of this tonight. An understanding of the relationship between chakras and dimensions is key to understanding the trans-dimensional levels you cannot you contain the magnificent splendor of all twelve dimensions of the universe, and there is more to the universe than this. yet how do you fit all of that splendor into your frame of the human body we um, already this is kind of a this is a repeat of what he just said all right. But let's let's go to um, how he describes the uh, the dimensions. Okay, so we will go to transdimensional level two. All right, we'll begin there. Okay. And. Uh, This is a very interesting dimension, the second dimension. We see it in the action on the Earth's most dramatic in the jungles and savannas where instinctual drives for survival are expressed through the grand interplay of animals stalking and hunting prey. These animals exist in the pure second dimension instinctual realms. Even when they are violently tearing away at each other's flesh, the actual energetic is one of deep peace and interconnection to the web of life. As wild animals gnaw on the ripe bloody flesh of their kill, they take in the life force of their prey, regenerate themselves and purely cross over in the prey, spirit, the energy of life and the comings and goings of animal spirits in the day-to-day drama to survive is the artful design and instinctual beauty of the second dimension. In this drama, In its most pure expression, the polarities of violence and beauty are reconciled. And this is fascinating because it so explains what we are, okay, what we are. In general, this dimension contains lower level consciousness and therefore a higher degree of separation and polarity. By and large, being in this dimension exists in what might be called a slave-like state, having forgotten that they possess free will. Many souls in this dimension exist in a zombie-like state. They, When offered help by light beings with such souls, more often than not, do not even respond as they cannot even see the vibration of light. In general, souls existing in this dimension are uninformed and not highly attuned to their right to be free. This is in the most primitive state of mankind, you know. The Lord of the Rings is a movie that most uh, accurately depicts the second dimension. The soldiers under the tyranny of the Dark Lord exemplify an ex- aspect of the second dimension. Uh, you know, the orcs. <laughs> uh-huh. Robert Monroe, founder of the Monroe Institute, talks about having experienced a place where souls interminably were engaged in brutish sexual encounters. Souls were engaged in non-stop intercourse, and the emphasis was... Um, sorry. Um, The description depicted non-conscious, non-involving, addictive behavior, and he reported that he felt fairly revolted by the Ankara. And this is a clear example of what is considered to be second-dimensional consciousness. The second dimension has a hidden aspect. It is possible to find what might be called the dark force of creation, which in fact is not associated with the darker forces of separation. The dark force of creation is that aspect of spirit which in Mm -hmm. infinite intelligence has allowed matter and souls to devolve and to forget their connections to wholeness. The dark force of creation allows souls the right and freedom to choose to devolve their spiritual progression. Mm -hmm. Remember that some souls actually choose the dark side as an expression of free will, and man, believe me, that's the truth. Believe me, that is true. How many people choose the dark side, okay, uh, as an expression of free will, and they 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 just embrace the the most hard hard parts of creation and base basic uh, vibrations. Oh my God. Um, Beings who vibrate to the second dimension and yet live on the earth include trolls, the abominable snowman, some animals, humans who have devolved, okay, um, uh, to this level. We're talking about serial killers here. We're talking about the most decrepit and most vile people on, on, on the face of the earth, okay. Shadow aspects of the second dimension, highly polarized non-consciousness, dark forces, Dark force beings play out games of power, tyranny, and despotism, all right? Now, we know what that's all about. But that's second dimension concepts, okay? It's not until you get into the third dimension that you start to develop, you know, some, some form of, of, of true humanity. Yeah. Traveling in the second dimension is not recommended because there is a serious risk of getting lost. Only advanced practitioners in not company of high-level guys could attempt travel there. I was here. I was here several times. Uh, travel here. I was uh, there several times and found what feels like subhuman consciousness. I was told that the archetype of the second dimension is the abominable snowman or other creatures like you might find in the Saturday afternoon horror movies, such as creatures of the Black Lagoon. This is a very low-density, low-vibration dimension where I have primarily seen lost souls. I found my deceased grandmother here during one of our um, out-of-body excursions. She suddenly appeared in my consciousness. She ran over to me hysterically crying, and I distinctly remember her curling up at my feet, pleading with me to help her. When I picked her up in my arms, I asked her what had happened to her when she died. And she said that after dying, she landed in an empty place and became frightened for what seemed an unending period. She mentioned that many spirits like beings had tried to approach her, but since she did not know them and could not identify if they were good or bad, she just ignored them. I was overwhelmed with grief and pain at her obvious suffering, and she sobbed in so much relief that I had appeared. And finally, I was someone she could trust. And I reassured her that I could help her and called on my own guides and higher self for advice. They suggested that I introduce them, and then they would escort her to a very bright light and emanate unconditional love, and this would assist her to transition. And I would stay with her until she dissolved into the light. Now, you see, this is a fascinating thing because um, my friend, uh, Bill Marshall, when he passed over, and he died suddenly and unexpectedly, but uh, he was in a place that he could not identify, and, and he was frantic, and he was he was communicating with me constantly. When he passed over, and um, until I was able to um, uh, understand what had happened to him or where he was, and he was among he was in darkness, and he was among he was in this level where you know I never that maybe this underworld um, and uh, he desperately wanted to get over and and, and um, a series of creatures approached me from that dimension a series of, of beings and asked me who he was or what he was and I wrote this letter made a public a, a public uh, uh, letter and he mentioned this on the show the other night, and he was he, he thanked me for it publicly but um it was understandable that you needed a guide or you need someone to recommend you or to 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 be able to push you over that 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 second dimension into a third fourth dimensional into a higher dimension and, until you see the light until you see the light and and go into the light. But um, it's a fascinating thing that this man, this gentleman, spoke the same thing. He says, I spoke with Graham, his grandmother, at great length about all of this and reassuring her that I would be with her to the end and that I personally knew and revered these guides. And she agreed. And the introduction went well, and I accompanied her to the edge of the light where I saw her disappear. A few moments later, I saw her meet her deceased sister with a great embrace. And then ever so suddenly, she entered and looked like the next lifetime she walked through a cloud and i saw her on the earth being born to the very loving family i never knew if she had an immediate incarnation or whether i was given a glimpse of her future probable life i do know that ever since then she does periodically visit with me and sometimes she appears in workshops where i'm about to about life death transitions and ask me to please assure everyone that having guides to escort you to the light is the most wonderful experience imaginable. And, uh, and it's, it's, an, it's a fascinating, fascinating concept because throughout my own life and throughout my own experiences, I've had numerous guides who've led me to different levels of comprehension of mysticism and uh, remarkable uh, visions. And... uh uh and he, they seem to be verifying this for me, that this happens. And I, I know that it does, and Maria does, and you know, and those of us who, who venture into these areas are, are well aware that there are guides and other entities that are helpful, as well as others that are, are not helpful, uh, as sinister entities. And we'll get into that as well. Associated sensations when traveling in a second dimension. There is an overriding feeling of heaviness, density, and oppression here, in my experience. The air feels sludgy and muggy, and I felt cramped spatially. The zombie, sweep like state that permeates this dimension can be overwhelming. And when I tune into the pure biological instinctual aspects of this dimension, I feel regenerated and alive. I'm surprised at that. The application of second dimensional energies. Resonating the pure transmission of instinctual drives for the client purifies many distorted urges that give rise to addiction. Incomplete or unresolved issues that stem from a second dimension are best dealt with by using higher order dimensional energies. And he said, guides, I would only recommend that you travel here with the use of your own higher self in this dimension. And he's um, saying that words that convey the vibration of the second dimension, identity, self, self-worth, shame, sexuality, sensuality, safety, uh, security, comfort, male, female, yin and yang, that's the second dimensional um, levels. So let's talk about the third dimension Let's identify that. As we're all familiar with the third dimension. The location it's connected into the body through the third chakra of the solar plexus. The anchor point on the planet. Planet Earth as a whole vibrates to the third dimension. This dimensional vibration is anchored into the planet through its iron ore core and its axis. Actually there's an associated color with the third dimension and it's actually yellow which may symbolize the sunlight, you know. Um, But personal issues associated with the third chakra is an expression of self in the world, the development of your unique personality traits. The challenge is to be able to express in personality traits your essential spiritual essence. For example, people sometimes describe others as being angelic. The most likely reflects the greater moment. Movement rather of angelic dimensions through their personality, and the likelihood that in the inner planes, their spirit uh, is deeply immersed in angelic dimensional initiations. I have a, a, a very good friend of mine who 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 has angelic um, visions and has you know communicated with angels for most of his adult, most of his life. Okay and. Uh, He's a remarkable guy, but he um, you know he, he he strongly believes in this, and uh, there's no reason for him not to He's a, he's a psychic you know in his way and um, and they lead him and they guide him um, as It most likely reflects the greater movement of angelic dimensions through their personality. the spirit is deeply immersed in angelic dimensional initiations. Expression and enactment in the world of your soul purpose through the expression of your personality. Okay, this is part of the third dimensional development, okay, being in the third dimension. Issues involving the fit between your soul, personality, and occupation. (laughs) That's always an issue. Issues relating to self-esteem, exerting personal responsibility, self-discipline, right action in the world on behalf of yourself. Integration of self into the world and vice versa, integration of the world into the developing sense of self. And issues related to power, dominance, control, submission, and exercising right use of the will or willpower. Um, Abuse of the planet, elevation of self to the exclusion of the planet and disregard for the interconnection between the self and environment. And boy, these are, these are really personal issues that create uh, difficulty for you. Some of it's very difficult for you in adjusting to this dimension. About the third dimension it represents the level of consciousness uh, in which most of us exist in a day-to-day reality. This planet offers great freedoms with respect to expressing the many faces of free will. Yet here on Earth, free is naturally expresses. free will naturally express itself by creating and shape-shifting material reality and material forms. Consciousness of this planet is still based on polarities good versus bad, right versus left, male versus female, and so on, all the way down to the electrical fields, which are polarized into positive and negative charges. Reality is experienced in linear terms. Life is defined by time and space with a clear distinction between past, present, and future. Seemingly, A causes B and B causes C, and there is a point-to-point there is a point to point correlation. Change is constant. The model for how most people on the planet change involves pain and suffering as catalytic stimulators. Perfection for more than mere um, sorry, perfection for more than brief moments is impossible, and the attainment of enlightenment is more unified field of consciousness is possible only in rare and brief moments. The sheer body experience of the pleasure of enfleshment drives the third dimension. Exquisite delights of the flesh and the immense nourishment that nature in all of its physical manifestations bring enable the human spirit to soar above this suppressed vibration that exists and human relationships at this level center on power and personal expression. The felt sense of love in the third dimension as compared to fourth and beyond hinges on the unique interplay and delights of the personality fit. Um, Shadow aspects of the third dimension, rendering power over someone else, enforced submission, and expression of abuse in any form, physical, emotional, or mental. Traveling in the third dimension, I have been to a, little number, a limited number of places in this dimension. I found races of beings very different from us, existing uh, in matter or form of body-like substance. These are races that exist in variant forms of time and that are capable of great healing abilities. I saw material forms that emitted more light through their substantial matter form and had more intelligence than our own. Some beings that might be termed shapeshifters, they uh, can reshape their matter at will, appear to have consciousness operating at this level. Each transdimensional level has within it, uh, uh, it an uh, at least several other levels, so dependent on what sub-level you access, you have more or less resemblance, uh, remembrance, rather, of connection to, to yourself. The average human who is not very cognizant of his, her connection to spirit, exists at about level 3.3 3 or 3.2 in other existences, parallel in consciousness to our own. I have seen equal levels of aggression and competition. I have also seen levels 3.0 to 3.2, and these levels are a sorry sight where great fighting and tension exist. The exercise of willpower to gain submission over another over other life forms is truly nasty. The universe of spiritual lineages um, with which I have been extremely involved over the course of many existences operates anywhere from between 3.4.4 to 3.9 in dimensional existence this means that even the universe that houses the spiritual lineages that help us evolve has a fairly low default setting so most spiritual lineages are devolved uh, have devolved their vibration over the course of eons and the competition aggression and intolerance that most lineages enact with one another is evidence of the uh, the immense separation that imbues this third dimensional level. Associated sensations when traveling through the third dimension. It feels like home planet and more or less variations on on the theme. Applications of third dimensional energy. I do not use energies from this dimension for healing. I land in other aspects of this dimension because my work with clients demanded it. That's interesting. Now, you can got remember that this is not me talking. This is, you know, whoever wrote this. I do, however, use the pure third-dimensional vibration of personality traits with clients. For example, if a client needs to become empowered, I transmit to her the pure frequency of power all the way into her core so that it is stamped or imprinted in her field. Since each personality trait has a unique and pure vibration the technique of transmitting the needed pure vibration can be healing. Guides, when traveling through planet Earth, call on the high self of the planet. When traveling through other third dimensions, use the third dimensional mediating guides. There are numerous well-trained guides to take you on a tour. Huh? Yeah. That's very, very true. You know, very true. Uh, very, very true. And. Uh, anyway um what he's saying in this dimension there are words that relate to this dimension it's a power personality self-expression occupation responsibility self-esteem action goal oriented direction so that's what we're all concentrated on in this dimension so let us go maybe we can talk about the fourth dimension and the fifth tonight before we, we end um location into the body through the fourth chakra and the heart center. And see it's all it all relates to emotion, you know. Um that 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 is that allows us to ascend, you know, and understand the mystical realm of the of the universe, you know, as opposed to the physical realm, you know, and how it's interrelated. But uh personal issues associated with the fourth chakra saying that honing ability to attune and connect to another person and maintain empath- empathic stance learning how to harmonize relationships building bridges between persons um nations politics anything else that manifests polarization um embracing the pleasure of loving for its own sake love un. Um, living unconditionally. Mastering codependence and the unbridled urge to merge. Right? Um, learning to balance merging and coming back to the self, avoiding relationship addictions, and mastering the art of assisting versus rescuing. I'm not sure if I understand all that, but um, it says, this is the, fourth, the first level of inner planes with a measurable improvement in unity and interconnection. It carries the first level of unconditional love. There is seemingly a huge shift in the amount of separation that is experienced here relative to the third dimension. This shift is due to amazing harmonics uh, discovered here, which mark the beginning of the music of the spheres. Harmonics serve as invaluable function as they harmonize and lubricate all lower dimensions. While there is still separation here between the dimensions, this is the first level where harmonic energies encompass and heal the lower three dimensions. This is not the case with third and second dimension energies, which have no real harmonic connection to the dimensional energies below them. The energies that emanate from the fourth dimension lubricate the entire field and allow the subtle energy bodies, physical, emotional, and mental sub-bodies to coalesce and sing to one another. The fourth dimension also serves as a primary transduction center. This is its connection connects upper dimensions five and beyond to lower dimensions three and below by transducing down the higher order frequencies into metabolized, metabolized lower frequencies. Higher-order energies feed into the lower vibration of the body smoothly. And uh, portals in the fourth dimension allow access to different worlds. When most humans travel interdimensionally, they visit the fourth dimension. and tops It tops the most favorable fist, yeah? And beings and guides who inhabit the fourth dimension exclude warmth, love, and caring. Um, most of them have had some experience in the earth, or on a plane of third-dimensional vibration, so they have realistically compassionate idea of what life is. They are not so highly evolved that they cannot identify with pain and suffering. Okay. souls, under initiation, work on the deployment of light. It says the fourth dimension is the perfect dimension to find a personal guide. Um, Um, It says, um, souls also tend to be involved in inner plane initiations about the dark side. More often than not, there are well-intentioned 4th dimensional souls battling evil with light. Uh, However, this is a difficult initiation to pass because in the upper dimensions, battling evil means that your energies are still sucked into this polarity. In the end, evil will still continue to exist as long as this universe stays at its current evolutionary vibration. And from the perspective of the universe, evil has a right to exist. Isn't that interesting, huh, folks? Yeah. And the other core challenge to the spiritual initiate at the fourth dimension is spiritual depression. After the first level of contact with the higher order energies here, Devastating depression may result from an inability to reconcile the all-encompassing love from the inner planes with the reality of the day-to-day world of duality uh, and separation. It is not uncommon for fourth-dimensional issues to seek into a mass of sadness for months following a powerful encounter of unconditional love and light here. And finding peace means being able to bridge, um, build a bridge to these inner worlds into day to day life as much as possible. For the initiate who has had uh, her first encounter with the all encompassing love found here, there is usually a corresponding spiritual challenge to reconcile this seemingly blissful state with the day to day reality of third dimensional duality and struggle. Mastering this challenge is one of the spiritual hallmarks of a soul completing spiritual initiations at this level. Now, folks, I can I, I have to say that that this is true. And my experiences in fourth dimension have been most favorable in 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 meeting uh, guys and meeting um, people who have passed over, loved ones who have passed over. There's just a true sense of unconditional love there, um, but at the same time. At the same time, you have to be careful because you're dealing, you're also dealing with uh, shadow uh, aspects of the fourth dimension, the dark forces that that are, are, exist there. And also, uh, the manifestation of these dark images, these visions that you carry with you from the third dimension into the fourth. You know, so, it, it, because, that you know, in the fourth dimension, you create what you imagine, you know, just as you do here but more so without, you know, it's immediate, it's an immediate, um, uh, creation. I suppose here it takes a little time. The dark force has a sly presence here, yet not as sly and cunning as the fifth dimension. They have firmly entrenched recruitment centers here, capitalizing on the innocence and curiosity of baby souls, um, Enticing souls with slick brochures and promises of self worth, power and taste of favorite shadows slide indulgence uh, side indulgence, young souls allured unwittingly to sign contracts and so on uh, with this you know, with the Satan, if you will. And charming engagements and seduction with poison candy or 4 dimensional dark force themes. Um, is the uh, recruitment rather, is the name of the game here. While the fifth dimensional dark side is more insidious, the dark force also manages to tie up the energies of souls here by continually engaging them in seemingly unending battles. Young souls can become so hooked by the carrot of victory and saving the dimensions that their energies snag. Little is left over for evolution. And traveling in the fourth dimension, I love traveling the fourth dimension. He says, I, spent my first, I met my first guide here. His beautiful colors, vibrant hues, wonderful harmonies, floating, ethereal feelings. I also explored what I call the Aeons, a place of the inner planes where harmonics cruise through all aspects of the fourth dimension and interconnect them. I have surfed the harmonics of color here as well. For many years, I traveled to this, my favorite place, and called it home. I, uh, this time, I'm going to end the show. It's almost uh, almost time. But I, I want to refer you again to the Foundation um, for Global Humanity.org and go to that site and read these things. They're, they're actually amazing. And, and read the entire uh, 12-dimensional levels. Okay? And uh, I only got to the fourth tonight, and I'm sorry for that. It's an hour program. But um, once you reach the the fifth dimension, there you're piercing the truth, finding your own truth, being able to ascertain truth in others, and being able to detect the presence of falsehood and deception, being authentic and congruent with yourself and your communications and behaviors. Developing what I call transparency, which is the ability to vibrate the mental body to its original pure vibration. When in transparency your mental clarity becomes pristine without distractions of fear induced thinking. Transparency optimizes creative inspirational communication that evolves the soul. Spiritual teachers who emit transparency are often perceived as egoless a very rare phenomenon and they Ability to discourse without spiritual concepts with clarity, precision, inspirational awareness, and egoless distraction describes transparency. The fifth chakra, as it carries this vibration of the soul body, uh, presents the challenge of knowing and fulfilling your soul purpose for this life, challenging you to develop well-honed intention, or the intention focusing of your will to the higher ideal goal, idea, or vision. Mind manipulation, though insertion to to any uh, uh, technique designed to malign or destroy the mind, represents shadow aspects of the fifth dimension. Interactions uh, designed to confuse the soul, lead it astray, or prompt the soul to become hopeless, represent another shadow side of this dimension. Difficulty accepting the dark side of the self, such as your own hatred, greed, lust, jealousy, rage, terror, and shame. Because of the intensity of archetypal issues corresponding to the fifth dimension, work at this level of development attracts high drama, both positive and negative, into your life. And through the encounters and subsequent mastery of drama, karma is released and fears are uh, processed. Another shadow side of this level, then, is the addiction to drama and all the highs and lows that it brings. Yeah. Amazing, isn't it? Well, it contains the soul and karmic Akashic records. That's amazing about the fifth dimension. The history of your incarnations on earth and in other planes of matter, and matter tends to exist in the fifth dimension and below in some form or another. The collective unconscious of the planet vibrates to the fifth dimension or chakra and you, and so with your fifth chakra awakens, you often feel the collective weight of the world's unconscious and man, is that true. Awakening your fifth dimension usually gives uh, rise to interest in your soul purpose. The fifth dimension accesses such information. When you awaken, this chakra deep architectural or, I'm sorry, archetypical um, pattern emerges, patterns that have repeatedly been unresolved in your soul over the course of lifetimes, houses the central library for all major concepts, ideas, and minor archetypes and that create the foundation of your mental body. Examples of minor archetypes are mother, father, family, home, beauty, science, service, the arts, etc., archetypal... Um, therapy is really therapy working with the fifth dimensional aspect of yourself and the fifth dimension often referred to, as the fertile, referred to as the fertile void is the level at which creative manifestation practices really begin. These practices represent the ability to create your reality, to change your reality and to manifest your intentions. The fifth dimension is comprised of of a lot of celestial and galactic space, contains interstellar and celestial refueling sites and places where the stars and planets energetically refuel themselves, and also places where the planets and stars interface with the body's organs to refuel and revitalize them with vital Qi resources. Contains uh, celestial energy fields. You may travel to many of the stars and planets being the dimension as long as they vibrate to the fifth dimension, which many of them do, and contains the habits for very powerful beings devoted to the dark forces. uh, Contains the habitat of many very powerful beings devoted to the dark forces. A simple way of saying that this is that the fifth dimension is where evil archetypical um, beings reside. In order to be a dark lord agent here, you have to really intend to do so. The normal progression of the soul is to drop devotion to the dark side by the time you finish your soul development in the fourth dimension. And the concepts of wholeness in this true vibration come from the completion of your experience in this dimension. And the completion of the soul's journey is the mastery of this dimension. And see, folks, I believe that I am in this position now, I'm uh, in the fifth dimension, and my friends are perhaps in the sixth dimension now, um, but I am there, and many people are there, but in this last year, perhaps more, I've never faced it more greatly than I have, and I've seen it, and I've seen the dark forces, and I, and I spend days and weeks and months and years I've spent trying to identify them and and bring them to the world and show them to the world and show who these people are and these, these embedded forces, dark forces, and uh, and to avoid them myself, you know, from you know to getting involved with them, and uh, I I have I have encountered so many of them, um, and uh, ripped off their masks. And uh, well, when traveling in the fifth dimension always ask for a travel guide and be sure to ask for one that is devoted to spiritual law or to the light this dimension has the most amazing array of choices and yet included in those choices are what might be called ghettos or high crime areas this means that if you do, don't know your way around here you could get into trouble <laughs> and please take this seriously with a trustworthy guide you will truly safe if it is rare to encounter fifth dimensional beings uh, that have more human like emotions such uh, since this dimension resonates outside the realms of emotions yeah. therefore the being that you generally meet in dialogue with here do not resonate or respond to emotions they can seem cold and detached with piercing accuracy and their ability to mirror the truth in a way that can be uncomfortable. When traveling in the fifth dimension, I confused, lost, or in trouble always speak the truth, even if your truth is what you are afraid. The archetype of truth governs healing in this dimension as compared to love in the fourth dimension. Yeah. And the associated... Uh, Feelings in this dimension Um, When traveling in the fifth dimension When traveling in this dimension You may feel very diverse feelings and sensations Depending upon the area you travel in You may experience space, stars And celestial emanations emanations Void-like emptiness The fertile and pregnant void And feelings of wholeness and completion The quality of space here Can be disconcerting for many people And it feels cold and devoid of feeling and warmth. Yet as you move into deeper octaves of space in the fifth dimension and beyond, space becomes more soft, velvety, and smooth. And then he says, I never open myself as an instrument for fifth dimensional energies to come through for healing because I have not found this dimension useful for that purpose. I do however sometimes contact the space from the fifth dimension and allow it to permeate all the way through me. And this has a very relaxing and cleansing effect. And there's much more to this, and I'm, I'm going to end here now, but um, just know that in that fifth dimension, people, are, I guess, they are lurking there. But I identify what he's saying, and um, we're now entered, many, many, many of us are still on these levels, but uh, many of us are here in that fifth dimension. And many of us are here to speak truth because that's pretty much all we know. Um, That's all we know. And uh, that's all we feel. And it's a heart dimension. It's the dimension of the heart. So it's one where we can be betrayed as well as one where we can be the betrayer or the one where we can be found ourselves and understand who we are and move on from there to the sixth dimension. And I want to thank everybody tonight um, for joining me and uh next week uh Maria says she will be with us um hoping that um, and if she is, then we will be discussing the uh, um, her uh, uh, research on um, Edgar Casey and how um they have entered different dimensions but, uh, how many people have do enter. Uh, travel through, prophesize, um, you know, see the future um, with that. Um, in the sixth, we'll be talking about the sixth dimension next, possibly next week, um, where development of your intuition and inner wisdom, encouragement to devote time to your personal, um, your spiritual awakening. The awakening of the chakra gives to rise to emerging interest in the well-being and welfare of the entire planet. Because it exists beyond the vibration of karma, this chakra r- stimulates joy and playfulness and supports your contact with grace and a deep openness to grace manifesting in your life. So, sixth dimension resonates beyond the frequency of karma. It's post-karma. And the sixth dimension correlates uh, and contains within your body. In other w- words, there is fields. Uh, there is an alternate embodied form of the sixth dimension, located electrical fields in the body. Term for this is six-dimensional light, and uh, that is what we we hope to achieve here. In, and many of us are on, are are entering. And like my friend who passed away, Bill Marshall stated that these these um, dimensions overlap one another, so you can identify yourself entering them or, ter- or returning to or entering them um, in your evolutionary uh, enlightenment. And with that, uh, I'm going to leave you tonight. And I want to thank everybody who joined us. And uh, please join us next week when we try to, uh, if anybody happened to try to catch me this week, I'm sorry. Tuesday, Wednesday nights uh, weren't, weren't uh, I wasn't on. Um, Wednesday I was. Uh,